and welcome back to Dr. Me First. It's your colleague in medicine, coach in life, queen of burnout, Ian Sass, Dr. Freaking Aaron Wiseman. And it's summertime. So you know what that means. Time to get your butt outside, which is what I'm doing. So you'll notice these episodes are going to be a little different for the summer showcase. I did it last year, and I'm so glad to be spotlighting other podcasters who are doing amazing things here on Dr. Me First. So yeah, it's not my voice, but I think some pretty important voices that I want you to listen into. So while you're getting your toes in the sand and your little bikini on, because everybody is a bikini body, plug in, Dr. Me First, listen to these summer showcase highlights, and I hope that you enjoy it and you're taking a rest for yourself too. With that, my friend, get into this episode and remember, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. I will never forget that first time I walked into a board meeting in a hospital. It was a med exec meeting and that was haloed grounds. I had never been in a board meeting with hospital executives before. All I had in my background was a committee member at a previous hospital. Med exec seemed to be this haloed ground a meeting that I had never aspired to, a meeting of hospital executives and leaders in the hospital that I had never been a part of. I remember that sick feeling in the pit of my stomach, the overwhelming urge I had to walk away, the knowledge that I was a stranger there and I didn't know any people. Now, most of you will not be walking into a hospital, into a med exec meeting, as a newly minted chief of department without having any idea what it entailed or without first having attended meetings in some capacity or other rather than as a chief. But more on that journey later. This is the Leadership Prescription Podcast for Women Physicians and I am your host, Asha Padmanabhan. Today, I'd love to talk to you about the lack of equal representation of women in leadership positions in hospital boardrooms and meetings, and one way how we can actively influence that through coaching. Now, it's a well-known fact that women in leadership positions are few and far between in medicine. Despite the fact that nearly half the medical students graduating are female and have been for the last decade, the number of women in leadership positions in academic practices and in private practice are still less than 20%. Now, you and I know the reasons for these. They are well-known, they are well-documented, like traditional models of work that don't support us women taking active positions, especially in early career when we are juggling raising young kids with being new attendings. The limited access we have to support systems, implicit gender bias, lack of mentorship and sponsorship, gender stereotyping, gendered views of leadership, and our own cultured, self-imposed constraints. Many of these factors are beyond our control, but today I'd like to focus on an internal factor that women physicians can control and how we can become more effective leaders and increase our representation at that all-important table. Now you've heard if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. And to be honest, we need more women at the table. We don't want to be on the menu 
We don't want our lives to be influenced by people who have no idea of the challenges that we face. So, from my many years of experience being in leadership and then mentoring women physicians, one of the key factors that I have found that comes up over and over again that inhibits us women from either aspiring to leadership or applying to positions is our lack of confidence in ourselves as leaders to the point that we don't even apply for leadership positions or if we become accidental leaders like I did we don't believe in ourselves we are not confident we don't consider ourselves well prepared for the role and that really inhibits us that prevents our growth that prevents us from moving forward in our capacity in leadership positions and that is a real struggle now that internal struggle prevents us from putting ourselves forward and actively pursuing leadership but what if i told you that there's a way you could feel more prepared more confident more able to handle yourself as a leader would you then be more likely to reach for those positions i hope so because again as i said we do need more women physicians in leadership after many years of taking leadership skill building courses and classes only after hiring a coach and being coached did i personally realize that if only that was the first thing that i had done hired a coach when i first became an accidental leader the last 12 years of my career would have been so much better not necessarily easier although possibly that could be true but so much better instead i went through leadership course after leadership course and i learned a lot don't mistake me i learned a lot in those leadership courses and i learned through real life experience through bitter experience sometimes but having a coach would have been so much better i would have cut down my learning by an exponential period of time So what is coaching and why should every woman physician consider utilizing this as a tool and I say this whether you're in leadership or not So what is coaching better people than me have defined what coaching is and what coaching does not just in the corporate and sports world but also in medicine So what is coaching the International Coaching Federation defines it as partnering with clients in a thought-provoking and creative process that inspires them to maximize their personal and professional potential. John Whitmore in Coaching for Performance said, "Coaching is unlocking a person's potential to maximize their own performance. It is helping them to learn rather than teaching them." Another way, Barry Riley, "Coaching helps you achieve the success you define for yourself." coaches facilitate personal and professional development coaches can help you clarify what outcomes you desire as a physician at work or as a physician trying to balance your work and family like pretty much every one of us does coaching is all about you it helps you gain an insight about yourself as a person a physician a parent if you're one a spouse a colleague and also a leader it will help you identify your future goals and lay out a road map to get there in leadership a coach can help you identify your skills to be developed your key strengths and your strategies for improvement it can focus on achieving goals within your current job or help you 
to define and to move in new directions. Coaching has also been used in medicine to help to improve performance. Most coaches or most executives hire a coach when they get into leadership, but that is not the only role. Coaching can help in many different areas. So what about in medicine? We physicians, as you all know, are high-performing individuals who are expected to work and to perform at our peak with very little support. We've been taught to be clinicians. We haven't been taught to manage. We haven't been taught to lead teams. We haven't been taught to be a leader in that sense. We have highly stressful work environments, long hours on, on the job, poor work-life balance, and to add to that, overwhelm and moral injury are part of our lives. And yet, we are expected to meet high standards of performance. Several peer-reviewed articles, including the landmark study by Shanafelt and Derby, demonstrated the value of using professional coaching as one of the effective interventions for improving physician well-being, for increasing job satisfaction, and for reducing burnout. Increasingly, physicians are seeking coaching for several reasons, to feel more fulfilled at work, to feel more self-confident, to achieve better work-life balance, to be more effective leaders, to maximize our potential, to improve our communication skills. In essence, we want to rekindle our joy in medicine and be better doctors, better leaders, better parents, better spouses, and better human beings, and in one sense, be happier and fulfilled in medicine. Coaching is a way to get us there. So now that we've established why coaching is a good tool for reducing burnout, for increasing fulfillment, and rekindling our joy in medicine, why should you specifically consider coaching as a way to enhance your leadership skills? Do you feel like you don't belong in leadership or you don't have skills? A good coach can coach you through those imposter thoughts and help you recognize your strengths. Do you feel like you don't have good communication skills? So then how can you effectively communicate with the C-suite, the administration, your peers, or even others in leadership in your hospital or work environment? A coach can help you determine your specific communication style and how to flex it based on other styles. Do you have a hard time figuring out which direction you want to take your career in? A coach can help you look at your interests and what is available for you and help you prepare yourself for the positions that interest you. Are you in mid-career and starting to wonder what next? Are you starting to wonder, is this enough? Or where do I go from here? Or are you starting to wonder about your legacy? A coach can help you figure out which direction you want to take in this next phase of your career or how you want to pivot. These are only some of the ways a coach can help you. As Dr. Singh and Dr. Shah talk about in their interview in an article in the Women in Cardiology section of the American College of Cardiology, and I quote, coaching is valuable for all physicians whether leadership is in their future or not. It is helpful for physicians to get an outside perspective on self-confidence, work challenges, and more. I want physicians to know that coaches exist and that utilizing them can be life-changing. And Dr. Shah says, Success is not becoming like someone else. We know of fitness coaches who help us stay physically active and we should consider physician coaches to not only help us reach our best potential, but also to help us navigate our work environments by understanding our teams and processes. 
Physicians may feel that they do not have the time for career coaching, but even short meetings, whether in person, over the phone, or via video conference, can offer significant benefits. Studies show that utilizing a personal coach can decrease physician burnout by increasing resilience, self-awareness, and self-care. Career coaching is also extremely beneficial for physician leaders. In today's healthcare industry, effective leaders must draw on emotional intelligence and interpersonal skills to successfully navigate the complexities of management. Career coaches can assist physicians in developing these soft skills, regardless of whether physicians are on a leadership track or not, or in early or mid-career, coaches can be a valuable resource in attaining personal and professional success. I couldn't have said it better. So now that you have heard what value coaches can provide, how do you find a coach? Several physician networking groups, especially on Facebook, have resources you can use. You can also ask your friends or peers for recommendations. You can Google. Now, you don't necessarily have to be coached by a physician coach. In fact, my first coach was a non-physician. Now, having said that personally, I just feel, and this is only my opinion, I just feel that personal coaches get me more than non-physician coaches, possibly from having common experiences. So what next? Most coaches offer free discovery calls. So get with a coach and set up a discovery call and see if you gel with them and if their philosophy and work gels with what you want and need. And of course, if you'd like to be coached by me, I'd be happy to set up a call. If this resonates with you, another resource I provide is my private free Facebook group for women physicians. The link will be in the show notes. Come join us there. And as always, sharing is caring. So please like, subscribe, leave a review and share this with your women physician friends. They will thank you. I bet y'all have heard it takes a village to raise a child. But you know what else? After raising that child and once that kid has grown up, it takes a community to care for them. Communities are what keeps us sane. They help us heal our trauma. They dance with us when we're winning. Without my online communities, I would have never made it through burnout. And I certainly would have gotten through the shitstorm of this pandemic either. If you too need community, I want to invite you over to my badass Slack group. That's right, I'm not going to be on Facebook, but I do love me some Slack. It's a place where you'll find that you're not the only one. You're not alone. You'll get total validation on what's going on with you. There's a pool of resources. Community is active and rating to welcome you in. We are all helpers who have needs. And sometimes we need to have a community that can surround us, protect us, give us a hug, and lift us up. And that's what the badass Slack community is. So come join me today. Link is in the show notes.